0: You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now, time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber.
1: Good morning, and welcome to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And we have the man in the know. We know that he has a driver's license. And. uh,
2: Magnificent library. And he
1: runs a magnificent library, and he is no, none other than Mr. Chris Ritter from AACA Library. And, Chris, good morning.
2: Chris, are
1: you with us? Uh, Chris. There he is. Whoops. There he is. Yep, can you hear me now? I'll yeah, we can, you can hear you now. No, now. I just didn't have the right button up. Sorry uh, about that. Uh, <laughs> You know, sometimes you get the bear and sometimes you... The bear gets you. Sleep right through the show. <laughs> <laughs> and when you're old, you have the excuse that you're old. Well. And I'm old. So, anyway. Uh, but we're glad to have Mr. Ritter on. And we're going to talk about the cover of the AACA magazine, which happened to have a picture of the new mobile library. Yes. And uh, yes. we're going we're gonna to ask... Chris some really tough hardball questions like where are you going with it <laughs> and, and well, who those, those are questions I can definitely answer and, uh, <laughs> and who insures it and I talked to the insurer insurer or whatever yeah. whatever ER you put on it OR, <laughs> or whatever it is and and he's delighted to be able to do that for you guys And uh, so it's going to be a good show if you're into I, I like the books that have the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: I, I, you're starting to sound like Steve.
1: Gosh, I'll, I'll take that back. I like the ones that have the fine print. <laughs> anyway, anyway,
2: yeah. Um, well, it, that's quite an extensive article. And uh talks about the uh, bodybuilding company and... Uh, The history of it. And, in fact, I see you even have the original driver mentioned in the magazine with a photo.
1: She came with the truck.
3: Not the original driver, but she was the last person to actually drive Ah. it used by the library.
2: Okay. All right.
3: Yeah. So our truck is a 1955 Chevy bookmobile. It was actually built as a bookmobile. Anderson County Library in South Carolina purchased it in 1956.
1: Who did the body on it?
3: Uh, Rock Hill Body Company down in Anderson, South Carolina, they did the body. Oh, okay. um, so for the people who haven't seen the article in the September-October antique automobile, just think of uh, like a Schwalms, I don't know if you have Schwalms down there, but a food delivery truck or an ice cream truck. It looked looks a lot like that with uh, four exterior doors that open up on the side.
1: I would have thought uh, from North Carolina it would have been Murphy body.
3: Yeah. Well, so this was South Carolina, Anderson That's County, a, South
2: yeah. Carolina. Yeah, Rock Hill. Yeah, um, yeah. it's even painted the Schwams yellow, isn't it?
3: <laughs> yeah, the few shows that we've been out uh, in 2018, we've got a lot of comments. Was that an ice cream truck? Was that an ice cream truck? No, this was, <laughs> this was a bookmobile, and we brought it back to life.
2: Yeah, uh, uh, it's just, it's incredible. Well, how long did the library have this bookmobile before, I guess, it was retired?
3: So yeah, Anderson County used the bookmobile as an actual bookmobile up until 1979. And then from 79 to about 1990, they used it as a, a delivery truck in between the, the, uh, the various co- libraries within the county. Um, and then from 1991 until 2011, it sat dormant in a storage facility. And luckily for us, uh, one of our AACA members uh... ended up owning that storage facility it was a a parking garage and uh... back in two thousand eleven we started we went to our annual meeting in philadelphia uh... with handouts and flyers and the hope that we could spread the word that we were looking for an actual bookmobile and uh... lo and behold before we ever got to hand out one flyer uh, steve moskowitz and our aaca editor Wes peterson were talking to a gentleman tom gibson and dave bowman about this project and they decided to donate the bookmobile uh, west ran up to me the next morning because i wasn't at this event and um, he said we think we have a we think we have a bookmobile but they had a lot to drink so we need to verify <laughs> wait a minute
2: wait a minute did they happen to be at a certain cocktail party that a certain gentleman that sponsors our show and ensures the bookmobile
3: I think they were in the J.C. Taylor Hospitality. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so then we uh, we tracked uh, Tom and Dave down the next morning, and uh, sure enough, they uh, definitely remembered the conversation, and we all too happy to, to uh, follow through with their donation.
2: <laughs> oh, that's great. That's the wonderful thing about that annual meeting. Besides everything else going on, though, is... Uh the cocktail party, and we'll kind of leave it at that. Now,
1: when's the next annual meeting? I'm getting well, it's interested. In February. It's yeah, in February. Yeah, it's well, it's maybe first, I'll
2: first weekend,
1: right, Chris? Yep, that's correct. Yeah. I think it's
3: the seventh through the tenth, or seventh through the ninth yeah. this year.
1: Okay, yeah. can I stay with you, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: there'll be uh, there'll be some room.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, in 2011, uh, you took possession of the bookmobile. Is that correct?
3: That's correct. Uh, it was presented to the club at the Charlotte Meet in 2011, Sweet so right. Charlotte. Right, And uh, we brought it back here to Hershey. And the restorer who did the work is just a few miles away in a, a town called Middletown. If you've ever heard of Three Mile Island incident, it's mm-hmm. pretty much right there. Yes. Uh, and uh, that was uh, Rick and Nick Hoover. It's a father-son duo who who run the shop. And uh, they had a couple customers uh, ahead at the boatmobile, And... Um, It took seven years before we we got the truck back. So it was a long restoration, but uh, with a two-man shop and trying to please several customers, they weren't able to to focus exclusively on the boatmobile for seven years. But... uh, it was a long road, and we were very relieved and happy to, to get the truck back, and uh, we unveiled it this year at Spring Charlotte. Uh, so this past April, it was at Charlotte, so we, found, we thought it was fitting that we unveil it at the place where it was given to us.
2: Yes, excellent. Now, has it did it win its first junior
3: <laughs> well, it easily could have, in my opinion, but we've decided to not enter it into the AACA judging system. Okay. Uh, we didn't want to, you know, create the appearance that we were competing against anybody. Uh, we just want to use it to spread the word about the libraries and uh, the old car hobby in general.
2: Now, do you drive it, or did you have it trailered down?
3: Um, well, uh, guess I've certainly driven it. I have The longest I've driven it, I think, was... 15 miles. In total, we put about, I don't know, maybe 60 miles on it this season. Uh, the rest of the time, we, we do uh, trailer it. This thing is heavy, and it's not fun to drive. <laughs> Any, anything over about 35 miles an hour feels a little dangerous. Uh, but, uh, um, yeah, we definitely have it on the road a little bit, and it certainly turns head, heads. Um, interestingly enough, when we unveiled the bookmobile down in Charlotte, uh, representatives from the Anderson County Library System were able to come up and see the truck finished and um, you you made a point earlier about uh, one of the women that got their photo taken in the truck and she was the last person to drive it And she pulled me aside and she was all apologetic and she said you know the truck looks absolutely beautiful but I gotta tell you I hated to drive that thing
2: <laughs> oh wow
3: I, when I finally got it on the road for more than about two miles I realized what she was talking about it's uh <laughs> You know, anybody that's ever
1: driven a 50s. I you know, had a 55 truck. Chevy pickup.
3: Okay. And, yeah. uh,
1: and uh, three on the column, you know. Yep, three on well, the tree. Your truck
3: didn't mm. weigh 5,800 pounds like this one. And, <laughs> no. Uh, no. The suspension's maxed out already. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't do heavy-duty suspensions back then. It was just you bought the truck or the, the, the cab and, and frame and had the body put on, and that was it.
3: Yeah, and Rock Hill did not spare any, uh, any weight. They threw as much oak and uh, bar steel in there as they could in the underframe to kind of stabilize things. So it, was, <laughs> it was worn out when we got it. Um, obviously, b- bouncing around on the, the back roads of South Carolina took its, uh, took its toll.
2: Yeah. How many miles were on it when you got it?
3: No, that's a good question. I don't know that I know the answer to that one. You okay. it definitely stumped me there.
2: All right, um, just all curious.
3: I is that it was everything was worn out, so we had to replace every single nut, bolt, washer, and yeah. parts in between.
2: That's all right, though. I mean, it, the beautiful thing is you did it.
1: Well, the, another thing that we want to mention, and because they are a sponsor and have been a sponsor ever since the show started, is. It's insured by J.C. Taylor Insurance. Yes. Yeah, and, uh,
3: absolutely is. In fact, all of the library vehicles, and even our uh, collection, the, the library collections, insured by J.C. Taylor. And we we certainly can't say enough positive things about the company and and Bob Wallace, the, the support that they've given the library and the club, and well, and the hobby, is it, just unbelievable. And he's uh, one heck of a nice guy. He is yeah. absolutely. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, I, uh, we totally endorse them. And uh, if you have a classic car, and actually it can be even a, a muscle car whatever. Collector uh, car. Collectors. Yeah. And uh, J.C. Taylor is the insurance company to go to. They, uh, they have even, and they can even get along with uh, Steve Ronaldo. They
2: even insure him.
1: Yeah. That's
2: what's scary.
1: The thing is, I wonder if they cover his mouth, too, (laughs) in the insurance policy. Oh,
2: no. I should have
1: asked Bob Wallace that yesterday, Uh, wouldn't I?
2: I'm not going there.
1: (laughs) Or the fist that goes into his mouth. Or the foot that goes into Uh, his mouth.
2: (laughs) Oh, no. Here we go. (laughs) But anyway. He's not here to defend himself. Thank goodness. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) But
1: Bob Wallace and J.C. Taylor Insurance, if you've got a classic car or a muscle car or whatever... Check with them. they got an insurance policy that will fit whatever your need happens to be. And if they can insure a bookmobile, they can certainly insure your classic car. Yeah, that's for sure.
2: Uh, Chris, when you were in Rock Hill or when you were in Charlotte, did you go to Rock Hill and look at the body company or the factory? I saw there were some pictures of it back, I guess, before the war.
3: Yeah, the picture was from 1938. I was not able to go see the old plant. However, the grandson of the uh, the owner he was able to come up and see the bookmobile. We had a little bit of a ceremony, so he was able to come up and, and check it out. And he was he shared some pictures of other trucks that shared uh, the similar, you know, uh, box that the that the bookmobile features.
1: Yeah. Well, let me ask: Did they is quote unquote the bookmobile? Did they do that? Um Sort of a la carte. Uh, I want a bookmobile, so we got to figure it out. Or are there is there a template for a bookmobile?
3: Yeah, they uh, they definitely were a la carte. Figured it out on the fly uh, at the during the late 50s. It was sort of the, the dying age of the of the bookmobile that had the external doors that flip up. So pretty much by the time Anderson County got this bookmobile. Uh, it was it was already out of date. So the late 50s is when you saw libraries really make the switch to the bus chassis and the, the walk through bookmobile that allowed uh, climate control and more creature comforts for the customers.
2: Yeah, that, they they were flexible buses, if I remember rightly. I grew up in the Midwest and we had a book, a couple of bookmobiles. I didn't
1: know and, y'all could read.
2: Yeah, yeah, we we learned at an early age.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, so as you're driving this uh, bookmobile in parts unknown, um, do the books move around or do they pretty well stay stationary and you don't have to resort them at every stop?
3: Yeah, fortunately they do for the most part. They certainly stay on their own shelves. There's three shelves in each book compartment. Um there is some sliding back and forth, so we have to stand some of them up. We've only put books on the exterior compartments. There is an inner, there is an inner compartment. It's not a walk-through area; it's more of a crawl-through area. Uh, we haven't loaded that up just because of the weight issue. Uh, but uh, yeah, they do stay still. Um, and we have some other cool things in the bookmobile, like two t- television screens, some flat-screen screens, uh. some flat-screen TVs which were not original to the <laughs> 1955 <laughs> model, uh, what we do with that is we use that to show off our online catalog, and then uh, we run some old car DVDs so that it gives people uh, really an excuse to, to come over and, and have a deeper conversation with us, and then we can set the hook and talk about the club and the library. Good. So
1: can people check out books for an extended period of time? or
3: No, it's really just for display. Uh, okay. The nice thing about it is that the truck doesn't hold too many. It'll hold a few hundred books. So if we're going to a Corvette show, we can load it up with our Corvette material. If we lo- if we go to a Ford show, the, the the same concept applies. It's uh it's pretty flexible. It's small enough that we can rotate the collection to suit whatever the audience is that where we happen to be going. Beautiful, oh, that's
1: great. Chris. We're going to take a break and uh, and tout the uh, fact that uh, J.C. Taylor is one of our sponsors. We'll be back great. with. Chris Ritter, talking AACA Library, right after this.
4: Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have... The top rating of all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit J.C.Taylor.com on the Internet. 45
0: years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation, Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport.
4: Hi, my am Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, in this hobby... Uh, that I've been part of for years. Not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as agreed value uh, insurance for your classic car. Again, if you're when you get ready to, to uh, insure your classic car, classic, antique, or even your street ride. Call J.C. Taylor Insurance or visit jctaylor.com.
0: You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And we're back on the Classic Car Show, and Mr. Jim Weber is sitting here at the round table, and we've got Chris Ritter on from... Yes. AACA a- C- a Library, and uh, we're so thankful to have people like J.C. Taylor Insurance uh, as our sponsor, and uh, Mr. Bob Wallace is, you know, I would describe Bob as the gentleman's gentleman, you know? Yes, yes. He is the uh, esprit de corps of a gentleman, Yeah. yeah. and uh, we, we thank him for being our sponsor, and uh, we thank him for uh, what he's doing with AACA, and uh, he contributed to the uh, bookmobile. Yes. And uh, Bob, you know, Bob's the kind that, that he puts his money where his mouth is and, and doesn't expect anything but to help. Uh, and well, and it, he does.
2: And he he's understands customer service.
1: Oh, yeah. And he understands the classic car industry and well, he's hobby. Been, he's because been in a long time. time. Yeah, well, yeah. And he has classic cars, so yeah. we can appreciate what he does. And, um, Chris, I'm sure that you uh, appreciate Mr. Wallace as well. Oh,
3: absolutely. Yeah, like I said earlier, what he's done for the... The hobby and for the library and the the club AACA is just it's just unbelievable. And year after year, he's still as a strong supporter as he ever was.
1: Yeah. Okay. Now here's hardball for you, Chris. Uh, I said I wasn't going to throw you any, but I'm 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 known for my lies anyway. Okay. In Webster, classic car is it hobby, business, industry? What is it?
3: Yeah. Are you asking what the dictionary defines
1: it about? I Chris Ritter. I'll take his word for it, too.
3: <laughs> so the, so your, the classic car hobby is a lifestyle. None of the above. It's a lifestyle.
1: <laughs> Very good. And it turns out people like Steve he's must a, be vinegar.
2: He's a lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it, Chris. Yeah. The latest Speedster, which is the monthly newsletter online, as a Lego model of the bookmobile. Oh, here we go. Oh, man. yeah. Well, i got to talk toys for a minute. Yeah. How did you get Lego to do a special model?
3: <laughs> Great question. Glad you brought it up uh, because these are available for purchase. Um, we didn't actually have Lego produce the kit. One of the librarians that works here, Matt Hawker, is a Lego guru. He's, he's Actually, something of a legend within the, the Lego building community. Uh, and he sat down for about eight hours and designed a Lego based on different pieces that he had. Um, he designed a kit that looks darn, darn, darn close to what the actual bookmobile looks like. It's got the flip-up doors. Um, it's got the shelves inside. It's, it even has a Chevy logo, although... It's not officially licensed by them either, so we won't, we won't let that word get out too far. <laughs> but uh, we we put this together. We had to buy kits. Or, excuse me. We had to buy pieces from all over the country, and uh, we we made these kits. We made 55 of them for the 1955, and uh, they cost $55. We produced a really high-end uh, instruction manual, similar to what you get in any other LEGO kit, and. Some of the earlier sets actually had figurines. The three librarians were represented by uh, a figurine. Which which
1: one were you with the skirt on?
4: (laughs) No, they gave
3: me a hat and a red shirt and a coffee cup. So that tells you what uh, Matt and Mike think of what I do all day. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: uh, Dave and I just had our coffee this morning, too, so we're with you. Um, Have you sold all the kits?
3: There's only 12 left. And uh, you can order those by going to the library website, aacalibrary.org. And then there's a link to the AACA store, which will allow you to buy it. The other option is to simply call us here at the library, send us an email, any way you want to reach out to us. But uh, if anybody's listening and interested, I would suggest that you act fast because, like I said... uh, I
1: guess you better put one aside for Jim. Yeah.
3: Okay. We'll Well, talk later.
2: Um, I like the way Dave spends my money. <laughs> Dave, you're wonderful. I was going to buy until you made that comment. Anyway, for you, uh, for Christmas. how did you? I mean, you you actually bought spare parts from other people, or I mean, yeah. this baffles me.
3: Yeah, that's exactly how it worked. Uh, Matt made the prototype, and then they kind of Mike, our who's really our tech guy here at the library, he reverse engineered it. And there's a special website that you can actually create your own. Directions, uh, step-by-step directions that look exactly like the the directions that would come with any kind of Lego set. And, uh, it's real, I'm just so proud of what what they were able to do. Uh, if, if I'm being honest, I have to tell you that this was all Mike and Matt's project. I just kind of said, make it happen, guys. This will be neat. Uh, but they put out a really professional product here and, uh, comes in a box. It's got a picture of the bookmobile and the Lego side-by-side. So, uh... Yeah, it's really unique, and uh, I think anybody that likes bookmobiles, Legos, or libraries, it's uh, a perfect fit for them.
2: Yeah, I mean, it just it blows me away because I know Lego has made some Porsche models, mm-hmm. and they're like two or three hundred dollars. Yeah, and they've got a Lotus Seven or a Caterham version of it, but those come from Lego. Right now have your guys been over to the lego factory or done the lego they have a competition every year
3: oh yeah yeah matt has been there uh i think several times and he was involved in some of the competitions he uh uh, so yeah like i said matt's like fully immersed in the whole lego community he he was afraid to actually put Lego on any of the instructions because he was worried that they were going to come after us and say that we uh, that we couldn't use their name. But it's not an officially... We don't represent it as an officially licensed product from Lego, but it definitely uses genuine Lego pieces. So yeah. It's
1: a, it's a uh, does, kit. Does it have America's Web Radio logo on it? <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: Come up with a, a uh, booster pack that Yeah, that pack. <laughs> That's just, Yeah, I
2: could. Okay. Yeah. A rocket booster.
3: Yeah, we reached out to uh, some Chinese companies to make a knockoff Lego kit, and oh. the problem was that we had to make like 10,000 of them, oh. and it just wasn't going to happen. So.
2: I, I am glad, yeah, you didn't do something like that. Yeah. That.
1: You know, Jim and I are so old that when I was a kid and would have played with Legos, there were no Legos.
2: No, they um, came
1: after. They came after w- I was a kid.
2: I had wooden blocks. Yeah, like an inch.
1: You or two had two square. sticks,
2: and yeah, I, I rubbed those together yeah. too. But then I had A.C. Gilbert. Do you remember them?
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah,
2: I had I called. had the cars. Yeah, one of the deluxe Erector sets yeah. with the electric motor yeah. and stuff that I played with. So, anyway, Chris, we're getting a little off the subject, but you got eleven left now.
3: Yeah, well, right, 11. 11 yeah, we'll, left, we'll, so we'll,
2: we'll handle it. You stay on the air after uh, the show, and I'll take care of it with you. Um, what would you like to tell us? Because we have dominated this thing, and it, it's your turn because you've got, I bet, some new videos that you've collected, and you've probably received a couple of collections of literature from people.
3: Uh, we definitely did. Before I get to that, though, um, I have this book sitting on my lap, and uh, this book is says South Carolina Story by Bernadine Bailey, and it has a checkout date or a due date of April fifth, nineteen sixty six. I failed to mention this earlier that this book was actually discovered inside the bookmobile box when uh, they were doing the restoration. <laughs> So if you calculate the overdue fee, somebody's definitely owing the Anderson County Library System some significant money. They would
2: probably be forgiven for that. But either that or they could cover the entire cost of the restoration.
3: Holy uh, smoke. It's all bent up and we take it wherever we go so uh, everybody can see it. It definitely gets a good chuckle.
2: (laughs) I can imagine that.
3: Yeah. Oh, Um, Wow. I'd also say that if if you're interested in seeing the bookmobile, you can do so this winter. If you're in Pennsylvania, the America on Wheels Museum in Allentown is is uh, housing the library oh, this winter. yeah, it's right in their lobby, and uh, you can see it the first thing that you when you go in there. So it's a, it's a really cool museum, and I definitely recommend you uh, check out the bookmobile there. And then next year we're going to make a, a dedicated website that'll tell you exactly where the bookmobile will be. We haven't finalized what its tour schedule is yet, but uh, starting in April, probably April through October, it'll be on the road and hopefully in a town near you.
2: <laughs> Wonderful. Now that, in Allentown, that's the Bulgari collection, right?
3: Um, the that the Bulgari the Bul- Bulgari excuse me Bulgari, Bulgari collection is across town. Um, so America on Wheels is somewhat affiliated with, with his collection. They have some of his cars, and uh, I think he's part of the leadership team there. Yeah. But uh, it's a museum that has everything from motorcycles and pedal cars to Mack trucks and bookmobiles, everything in between. They have some nice interactive <laughs> displays, and uh, like I said, if you're in town, it's definitely worth it uh, yes. to see it. Yes,
2: yeah. Okay, you've got a new building coming, which means a new library. Yes. You've got new collections. You're still trying, and I'm sure, working on expanding your video collections for children and games of cars. So you've got plenty of subject matter to tell us about. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely do.
3: In fact, uh, I'm sitting at my desk here in the library and looking out into the lobby, and there's I think there's 16 boxes of material that just arrived yesterday.
2: Wow. That's
3: McLaughlin Buick material. That was just acquired by the Buick Heritage Alliance.
2: They're oh, one of
3: the special collections that right. we house here at the library.
2: Yeah. So that was all the Canadian Buick information then?
3: Exactly. Yep. Yep. They, they just picked that up from a gentleman, I believe, in Minnesota or Michigan and uh, trucked it down here. And Like I said just yesterday, we unloaded it. So now the fun starts where we get to sort it and put it in boxes and make it available in our online catalog.
2: Wonderful. Good
3: where you're uh we're also doing um you you had mentioned films and as a way to get people in the library we're sponsoring or hosting film events where we did one one already and then we have one coming up next week where we're going to show ab jenkins the salt king uh here in the library on saturday at 1 p.m and these are videos that we tr- that we uh, digitized with uh with the film scanner that we made in-house uh-huh. So uh, we have one in December, January, February, uh, and April. And then in March, we skipped the film presentation because we're going to have two brass car experts come in to the library and talk about the brass cars we have. And if weather permits, we're going to have a brass car out in the parking lot where people can take rides and really hear what the brass car sounds like, smell it, uh, get the full experience.
2: Wonderful. All right. Well, let's let's talk about videos for kids, because you were doing some gaming stuff also uh, the last time we talked on the air.
3: Yeah, we had a special video game collection. Uh, we started that, oh gosh, I bet that was maybe two or three years at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we wanted to get some interactive things where if uh, kids, or, or even adults, are interested, could actually play video games, whether they be 30 years old, 20 years old, or 2 years old, and uh, all about driving, so we have some racing, racing games, Some, uh, well, most of them are racing games, but there's some silly uh, silly games as well. Uh, that collection has now expanded to probably 50, 50 dedicated games. Uh, in the new library, we're going to have a children's library and a, a gaming area, so that'll be prominently featured in the new building. Uh, as far as films for kids, we don't have too many. I can only think of one or two. Uh, you know, finding a, a kid's film that involves kids and cars is, is a little bit tricky, but uh, we might have one or two in the collection and will be digitized before too long.
2: Good, good. Um,
3: all of the digitized films that we have, we have a pretty large YouTube station. Uh, if you go to, the, again, the library's website, aacalibrary.org, There's an icon where you can click and go right to our YouTube station. And uh, there we have all of our our films, like I mentioned. Some early days from Hershey, um, early 60s films from Hershey, uh, racing. We have some library spoofs. The guys and I, we made uh, spoofs on do's and don'ts in the library. Uh, A little bit of everything for everybody. And And where's where's the ice cream? (laughs) Say that again? (laughs) And where is the
1: ice cream? (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah. If you visit us here in Hershey, I promise I'll have some ice cream for you. Just mention <laughs> okay. that you heard it here on show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the show. With
1: that, with that being said, uh, Chris, we got to take another break, and we'll be back with Chris Redder from the AACA Library, the world-renowned. And we'll be back
0: right after this word. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show, and our guest today is Mr. Chris Ritter with the. Uh, he's executive director of the AACA Library in Hershey, Pennsylvania, and uh, a wonderful guest. Uh, Chris, it's always Jim and I were talking behind your back with a closed mic, and I. I don't know if I should divulge this or not, but we were talking about how it's always great to have you on. The knowledge that you have of of the uh, hobby and uh, and the library, and uh, it's always a pleasure of ours to be able to have you on. And I think we'd like to just go ahead and bring, make him a charter member, and you'll have to be here every Saturday. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for saying that, and, and we really appreciate the fact that you that you have us on give us an opportunity to spread the word about what we're doing here, because we we believe in the hobby, we believe in the library, and we're, again, thankful that you guys are our friends.
2: David asked me a question. He said, or asked, how old are these kids that start playing with Legos? When do they start?
3: Well, um, probably as soon as their parents, somebody gives them a set the the box the, or the box that we made it says for ages 7 to 99 my son is six years old and santa's bringing him a set and he's going to have no problem putting it together but uh, i would say a reasonable age is probably five or six for the actual lego pieces and then uh, for younger kids they have i think they're called duplo or Duplox something like that um, those are larger blocks that uh, they don't come in kid form, they just have, uh, you know, free planks.
2: Right, right.
3: Around six years old is probably the perfect age for
2: them to start. And
1: there are probably some fathers that can't put them together.
2: Well, that's what I was (laughs) just going to ask Chris if I could call his six-year-old son when I get into trouble.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can definitely do that. We have uh, a a young woman here in the office. We wanted wanted to find somebody as a, a guinea pig of sorts to uh, somebody with no experience with Legos, see how long it would take them to put it together. There's 246 pieces in the set, and uh, she was able to put it together in 45 minutes with, with no Lego experience. So I think as long as you can follow turn-by-turn turn instructions, and uh, don't worry, the instructions are illustrated, too.
1: Well, uh, you know, I was just sitting here thinking about our uh, our missing uh, host, and first two questions he had said is, where's the damn battery and where does the oil go? Yeah, yeah. He was here
3: in the library last week, and he did not buy a set, so shame on him, right? Oh, yeah. Well,
1: well it's probably too complicated for him.
3: Uh, yeah, that's a great point. Well, <laughs> put it
1: together. <laughs> you got to read instructions. He's yeah, got he a,
3: doesn't have the attention span, that's for sure.
1: He's got <laughs> enough
2: projects going on in his life right now that I don't think a Lego kit will help him. Um, future. We know there's a new building coming, which means an expanded library. What are we talking uh, time-wise to move in?
3: Well, it depends if you want to hear time-wise from Chris Ritter's perspective or time-wise from the builder's perspective, because the builders and architects say it's going to take six months. Uh, I think it's realistic that uh, a year is a better timetable. So how the whole thing's going to work is uh, the current occupant of the building is uh, building a new facility across the river so they're not scheduled to move out until the first quarter of 2019 and that's when we'll sign the paperwork and take official ownership of it we've already started planning as far as um, a a redesign and uh, modifications that we're going to make to the building so certainly planning is underway Uh, like i said the architects and builders say that it'll take six months for us to get in but uh, I think early 2020 is when we're going to actually see us in there. Now, where,
1: where is, have you got a place for, uh, you've got an office for America's Web Radio where we can do live uh, broadcasts from there, correct?
3: Yeah, actually, we, we will. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that we have on the library is a, is a media studio so that we will have the, it'll be set up permanently, sound system, lighting system if you need to do video. Uh, it's kind of something that we're, we're definitely excited about and, uh the possibility is there. Yeah, you you could start doing uh, live show, live remote shows. That could be fun.
2: Wow! Sure. Yeah. Um, the
1: I'm th- threatening you. We'll send Steve up. up. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> <laughs> How
2: about you guys come?
3: And leave Steve at home. Right? No,
2: no, we have to bring him. <laughs> we can't do this without him. He could do it without us, but we can't do it without him. Fair enough. Um. So, so in a nutshell, January. 2020 does that sound realistic
3: let's say let's say March of 2020 that's we'll, we can have a bet here and see who's right um, that's when I say we'll be in is February of 2020 that's uh, I think it's still a little bit of aggra- aggressive uh, but I think it's definitely realistic
2: okay uh, all right that's hey it, it's I agree with you realism is much better than uh, fantasism
3: yes yeah, salesmen and uh, Salesmen and builders will tell you whatever you want to hear.
1: (laughs) 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 And used car dealers. Yeah. Yeah, I know a couple of them. All right, collections.
2: You've just gotten the McLaughlin Buick collection. What else has come in? We haven't talked in probably a year, Chris, and I know you were expecting some collections or you were headed out to pick up one.
3: Yeah, what has come in in the last year? Uh, Vintage Chevy Club, they... Greatly expanded their their collection, uh, bringing in a lot of 30s and 40s truck materials, a lot of 30s and 40s truck uh, dealer albums, accessory catalogs, sales literature. Uh, that was that came in last year. We received a large collection of kaiser Fraser material that was donated to to the AACa Library uh, probably in, in late October, and that'll greatly expand. Uh, shelf presence that they have going from one shelf to about five shelves now. So that includes uh, company documents, again, sales literature, manuals, uh, a little bit of everything there. Uh, One of the past presidents of of one of the Kaiser Fraser clubs donated that material here, so we're we're happy to have that. Uh, Boxes are on order for that currently. They're on back order because we had to order so many. Uh, But as soon as the boxes come in, We'll get that cataloged and available to the public. The uh, you mentioned the, the McLaughlin material, and then um, just the traditional donations that we get on a weekly basis. Lots of photographs, sales material, uh, some film, 16 millimeter films came in. Um, a little bit of everything, and uh, I don't know if I've talked to you. If since I've talked to you last, we mentioned that we got several actual vehicle donations including a 1910 brush no 19, yeah 1914 Mets uh 36 Buick Roadmaster and uh here's a a cool donation that we got was uh, just before fall meet back in October a woman came into the library and showed us a picture of a of a Whippet a 29 Whippet and wanted to know if we wanted it and we thought well sure she wanted us to she wanted to donate it to us it was a project and then have us sell it and we were more than happy to do that so we did a sealed bid format at uh at uh, fall meet and we asked her well where's the car we'll, we'll be happy to come get it thinking we might have to drive miles and miles for it and it was i could throw a baseball from the library across the street and hit the house it was that close and we they were not aaca members we didn't know the car was there and it, it had sat in the garage for over 30 years so that was pretty cool to have something so close by come to us. Uh, yes. And we were able to, to wow. sell that. And the the new owner is going to restore it. So everybody was happy on, on that one. So that was pretty neat.
2: That is incredible.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you never know what's just across the street. So <laughs> it pays <laughs> to be a good neighbor and uh, smile and wave.
2: Well, yeah. Uh, uh, of course, we interviewed Tom Cotter a couple of times. And he's the guy with the found in a barn. Yeah. Books and uh, he's found some incredible stuff over the years too. And you just don't know.
1: Is there yeah. going to be a, a place for the uh, bronze statue of uh, Steve?
3: <laughs> yeah, that might be in the restroom.
1: Uh oh, holding the towels. Right, exactly. Yeah, holding the towels. Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, holding the towels. <laughs>
3: yeah, we have a lot of cool ideas. You know, you mentioned statue. There's a lot of cool ideas that we want to have. Uh, artwork in the in the library uh, and in the the club lobby itself maybe some outdoor things we really want this to be a, a cool destination for people who aren't just interested you know not just our club members but people who are driving down Hershey Park Drive there's going to be six million people driving by us so we wanted to we want to have an excuse for them to come in and see what we're all about and hopefully we get a few members in the process
2: Wow
1: I think he could get Steve out there. He could stop traffic. Well,
3: yeah, yeah. Give him a little sign. And, uh,
2: was okay. he riding his razor at, at the uh, flea market this year?
3: <laughs> yeah, yes, he was. He was quite proud of himself too. It was <laughs> kind of clever, actually. I got to give him credit there. Yeah.
2: Did he fall off?
3: Not when I saw him. No. Okay. I didn't. I didn't see him at the end of the week to see if he had any bandages, but. Uh, I'm sure I would have heard about it if he did. With well, uh, well, that
1: being said, we're going to have to take our final break on the Classic Car Show. Our guest today is Mr. Chris Ritter and, uh, from AACA and the library. We'll be back right after
0: this. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport.
4: Hi, I'm Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio, talking to you about antique car insurance. Uh, In this hobby uh, that I've been part of for years, not all insurance companies and insurance coverage is the same. I would suggest that you call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com to find out some information about some of the best antique car insurance you can get, such as Agreed Value. Uh, insurance for your classic car again if you're when you get ready to to uh, insure your classic classic antique or even your street ride call jc taylor insurance or visit jctaylor.com
0: your auto love and investment demands the best and for 45 years passport transport has been meeting those demands from manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.
1: Well, you're back on the classic car show, and we know that Steve's not listening, or he would have called in and made some nasty comment, I'm sure, with the way we've been brutalizing him.
2: I didn't, uh, We have?
1: No, we've just been <laughs> spitting out Steve remarks. Anyway, we're glad to have Mr. Chris Ritter telling us about the AACA... Mobile library right and uh, I think uh, I assume that as you all drive around the country you'll be taking pictures of it and uh, uh, have you got a specific target of uh, are you going after kids or are you going after uh, clubs or you know is it is, do you have a target with it Chris?
3: I'm glad you brought that up because I failed to mention that in my stump speech earlier uh, we don't have a target where our, our goal with this truck isn't necessarily to just show it at, at car events we want to take it everywhere we want to take it to schools we want to take it to retirement communities show it off in parades have it at uh, you know just a general craft fair you really anywhere we're invited uh, we, we would like to try to to get there uh, the target is to share the history, share the importance of preservation, and hopefully a few people will then use the library or dig in and find out a little bit more about AACA. So we we just view it as an ambassador to the old car hobby.
2: Now, talking about library usage, you allow the members, what is it, an hour and a half of research provided by you folks? Is that how it works?
3: Yeah, club members are eligible for an hour and a half of free research remotely. So that means if you're in Georgia or you're in California or you're in France, you can give us a call or shoot us an email and we'll do the research for you. Anybody can come in on-site here in Hershey, Monday through Saturday from 8 to 4, and it's 100% free. The You would naturally pay for any kind of photocopies or scans that we make for you, but just to come in and use us, uh, it's free don't have to be a club member. You don't have to be, even be a car guy. You can just uh, be curious, and you can come in, check things out, or check things out in that you can look at them. <laughs> Nothing leaves the library. We don't, we don't circulate anything. Uh, but like I said, we make copies, scans. Uh, really, we want to connect you with information. So whatever format is best and easiest for you, that's what we're willing to do.
2: Good, good. Now, the other thing, you also sell, I guess, excessive literature and books tell us about that or, or yeah, reduce your inventory is probably yeah, a better um, way when
3: we receive donations we go through every single piece and we make a decision do we do we keep it do we replace an existing piece that we already have or do we sell it uh if it's like i said if it's a duplicate or if it just doesn't fit our collection we'll sell it on ebay Last year, we sold more than fifty thousand dollars worth of merchandise on eBay, ranging from sales literature to uh, spark plugs and other 3D items. And then during fall meet, uh, during what is it Tuesday? Of Tuesday, fall meet, right? Yeah, we always have a a yard sale or a tent sale, and that is a, a big event. It, it runs for three hours, and this year we we brought in twelve thousand dollars from that. Most of that material it goes for a dollar a piece, some of it even cheaper. Uh, we have some high-end material, material as well. It's a, it's a crowded event. It's a fun event. And the last four years we've done it, we've been lucky that it hasn't rained. So keep our fingers crossed that every Tuesday during fall meet will be a dry evening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we well, have tents that, I mean, if it did rain, we'd be fine. We could do it in tents, but it just makes uh, it a whole lot easier when it's not raining.
2: Right. I, I understand that. Okay. Let's go back to the bookmobile one more time. Yeah. You mentioned that you tailor the bookmobile to an event. So, I, like an example, there's a big Corvette event at Carlisle. Do you go to Carlisle with exclusively Corvette? information.
3: We absolutely could do that. Uh, we haven't been invited yet. Mm. Uh, and we, like I said earlier, we haven't finalized our schedule for 2019 as to what we're going to do. But we have a huge collection of Corvette material, not only in the AACA archives, but we, we house the NCRS the National right. Corvette Restore Society material here as well. Oh, so. you do?
2: All right. Now, that's an important point. Excellent. Okay.
3: Yeah, Yeah. and their, their collection is very nice. They have uh, the usual sales literature, but they have some neat uh, assembly manuals, and they also have service bullet- a complete set of service bulletins that cover all the Corvette years, so it's a, a real treasure trove of information. A lot of drawings that they've digitized as well.
2: Yeah, that's wonderful. Boy, that that is I that surprises me. I thought maybe that would be in Bowling Green at the museum there, but that's wonderful.
3: Yeah, they're one of one of fourteen special collections that we have here, and uh, all of those special collections they still maintain ownership of their material, but they just pay us a rental fee to uh, house it in climate controlled facility. We get it in our online catalog, and then it's maintained by. Uh, by the three professional librarians here. And, you know, that gets it out of a member's basement or an attic and uh, really gives access to their members as
1: well. Right. Chris, you mentioned uh, that you'd prefer, if you were going from Philadelphia to Dallas, say, that you'd prefer trailering as as compared to driving. Uh, Do you have any arrangements? And if not, uh, may I be very presumptuous in... uh, we'll get in contact with someone that's also a sponsor on America's Web Radio.
3: We have a dedicated trailer for for the uh, bookmobile, So, and recently one of our very, very supportive members gave us an F450 diesel truck to, uh, to pull the trailer with. So, uh, it's uh, like I said, it's a heavy truck, and uh, it's always fun to trailer things here and there, if you've ever pulled a trailer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. many. But uh, it beats driving at uh, 50 miles per hour, bouncing all over the road, and uh, and uh, killing the truck. <laughs> originally, originally that truck had its rear end was something like 514 or 490 something. Whoa! Um, that was one of the hardest parts of the restoration was to find reasonable rear <laughs> rear end gears. And we we wanted a 390, and we couldn't find anybody that could cut us one, so we ended up settling on a 410. And we're lucky that we did, because the truck is so heavy, I think the 390, we would have had trouble, uh, you know, yeah, moving that it. <laughs> we would have wore out a clutch pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, It, okay. it has uh, just the standard half-ton, 10-inch clutch, so it's, it's woefully underpowered. It's got the six-cylinder, 235 cubic inches. Uh, I think it makes about 120 horsepower, so it's... Uh, it was underpowered from day one, and, and we, we stuck with the, the six-cylinder as opposed to putting an eight in there. We we wanted it to be exactly as it came to Anderson County Library back in 1956.
2: That's great. I, I, I am glad you didn't change it because I think people need to appreciate what David and I grew up with.
3: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we were. <laughs> As a club, I mean, we would have been totally, total hypocrites if we put <laughs> air conditioning and, and a big V block, you know, crate motor in there. That oh, my. Been, yeah.
2: I, I don't
1: think you could have pulled an air conditioner.
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, no. It, it, people today don't realize what we did.
1: The well, first air conditioner I had was a 270. That's yeah. two windows uh, down going 70 miles, miles an, an hour.
2: hour. I, well, The first air conditioner I ever experienced was a friend of mine's grandmother had a 53 or 4 Olds 98. With the big plastic things in the the back. In the back (laughs) windows. And the power windows were hydraulic. Oh wow. Yeah. With brake fluid in them.
3: One one of our customers was a a young boy growing up in uh, Texas and he, apparently he was scarred pretty bad by the fact that he had to go through uh, school buses in this Texas heat, so he ended up writing a book all about air conditioning and its evolution in, in vehicles. So uh, we helped him out two or three years ago, but we always chuckle when that guy when when we talk about that guy because I mean he was this man was very passionate about vehicle air conditioning.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so, well, David and I grew up. Well, course, I didn't ride a school bus. I I went twenty six blocks uphill both ways to school every day. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, let me get out the violins. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, you didn't have air conditioning, sir. No, no. no I, you know, we, we, uh, we drove from Lubbock, Texas to uh, Atlantic City, New Jersey from, uh, for the annual uh, Lions Club, Club convention. And there was my grandparents and my parents and my sister and myself in uh, a brand-new Chrysler New Yorker Deluxe, but it had no air, con- air conditioning. It was, uh, and it, it was hydrostatic. It uh, wasn't standard, but it wasn't uh, automatic either.
2: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. And, uh, we drove to New York from Lubbock, and it was hot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Very <Hey>. hot.
2: Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah, the deuce and a half I wrote in was hot, too. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Especially when you didn't have the canvas top over it. Um. What else would you like to tell us before we wrap this show up?
3: Well, what can I tell you? you, We've echoed that uh, we're open, free to the public. That's very important for people to realize is that we're free to the public. You do not have to be an AACA member to use us. Uh, Our website is aacalibrary.org. And um, whatever is most convenient for you to get in touch with us, whether it's email, letter, phone call, we're here to help. Uh, Please use us and... uh, We have over 2 million pieces in our collection, so there's got to be something here that that interests you. And we'll make photocopies or scans and share this information with you because that's what we believe in and uh, that's what we're here to do.
2: Yeah, and membership is only $40 a year in the club, and it's probably the best deal in the car collector field.
3: Yeah, you get the six issues of Antique Automobile Magazine. You can participate in AACA events, and then you get that hour and a half of free research. Yeah. Typically, our research fee is $30 an hour, so you use this one time. you paid for your membership.
2: Right. Um, you, do you have anything on Fairthorpe Electrons in your library?
3: I'll look through our online catalog. <laughs> you, can, uh, <laughs> you can do that as well. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Well. I can't think of anything else, David. Uh, it's, Chris, it's been a pleasure again. And I, I just uh, i am very excited about the library, and the new library, in fact. Uh, I, I have one question. When I grew up, my source was the Detroit Free Public Library. Mm-hmm. They had an automotive section. Uh, do you ever interface with them?
3: Uh but- Unfortunately, we don't. I, I think, um, well, how can we say this and be nice about it? Um, well, the reality is is that it's gone downhill in the last decade or so. Uh, you okay. used to be able to walk in at any time. Now it's appointment only. You have to sort of call in advance or write them in advance. And as they have staff availability, they'll get to, uh, get to your request. And that's really unfortunate because I've heard... Uh, Nothing but good things about how the quality of that collection was was top-notch. Yes, yes. If you can't access something, it's no good to anybody. So that's why we we brag that we're the biggest, most accessible automotive library in the world, and uh, I truly believe that.
2: Okay. Well, Chris, we thank you. We appreciate everything you do, and we hope our listeners take advantage.
1: And I'm going to throw one more plug in for J.C. Taylor. Uh, J.C. Taylor, Bob Wallace uh, is the president, and they they support the hobby. Yes. And if you're looking for insurance, you be sure and call J.C. Taylor Insurance. We'll be back next week on the Classic Car Show, only on America's Web Radio. And, Chris, any plug you can put in for us, we'll take it. And other than that, thank you for being on today.
3: Thank you, guys. It's always a pleasure to be on, and uh, thank you for what you do for the hobby and the club as well.
0: Thank you. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby, the first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today.